0: you are listening to the business society podcast with melissa houston cpa financial strategist for ceos and a forbes.com columnist the business society community is where business owners come together to learn about real business common problems and real solutions Are you a successful business owner who is now ready to learn how to increase your profit margins so that you can keep more money in your pocket and build your personal net worth? You are in the right place. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I share with you real advice that will help you increase the profit in your business and build your net worth. I know you're a genius at what you do, regardless of what profession you're in, and I'm here to help you make sense of the money and other pressing business issues. Have a business problem? We'll find real business solutions. Please welcome Cammy Doder, Chief Marketing Officer, and Sandy Bragger, Chief Client Officer from Experient to the show today. Both are passionate about empowering current and future clients of Asperian by helping them navigate the murky waters of the industry to make informed decisions about their financial lives. They are excited to take money conversations to the podcasting world with their new podcast Money Tales to expand broadly the knowledge and comfort of talking about money through the telling of personal stories. Welcome, Sandy and Cami. I am so excited to have you here today with us on the Business Society podcast. How are you? Doing great, Melissa. It's really wonderful to be here. Thanks for having us. Really honored. I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I know you ladies are extremely knowledgeable in the finance field. And I would love for you to do just a little quick intro and let the listeners know what it is that you do and offer. This is Sandy Brager.
1: I am chief client officer at Asperian. We're an independent wealth management firm. And my role is to make sure that all of our clients have a great experience and that we're providing peace of mind and clarity for each and every one of them. It's a lot of fun. We do comprehensive wealth management, which means a lot of planning, a lot of investment management, and really pulling it together for the clients to make sure we understand who they are, what's most important to them, and help them achieve the vision that they're aiming to achieve.
2: I'm Cami Doder. I'm our chief marketing officer at Experian. I'm also a partner. My role in this marketing function, something I'm really passionate about, Melissa, is bringing our brand to life. You know, making the specialness come alive as well as helping the future clients go through their journey and understand all their options and how we bring value to them and their family. And I love what I do.
0: I love that. And you know, you ladies are amazing. We've had conversations in the past. So I'm really looking forward to talking about all things money with you today. I'm just going to jump right into it. And when you're talking with clients and you're serving them, how do you find your client's relationship with money? It's a great question, Melissa. Clients come from
1: all different perspectives. And so one of the very first things that we learn when we're working with clients is what their their background is, what their values are. That tells us a lot about money. We come to understand what their lifestyle is, what their goals are. And so we do this through a series of conversations, warm conversations where we show up with a lot of curiosity and do a lot of deep listening. And that's when we really can understand what the relationship is and what the desires are. And we work with individuals, we work with couples, we work with multi-generations of families. And so depending upon who's who's in the room, the conversations go in a lot of different directions, which makes our job really fun and
0: interesting. Oh, I love that. I always say that money is well I always say that it's the most emotionally charged topic there is out there. How do you
2: feel about that statement? Well, we agree Melissa. It's it's we launched Sandy and I launched the Money Tales podcast in 2020 for just that reason. Mm-hmm. Money seems to be that final taboo topic out there. We, you know, it seems like society talks about everything, everything. Money's still really an uncomfortable subject and so we launched money tales to crush that myth, to demonstrate how to have really comfortable and productive money conversations and do it in a, in a format that's really about your life, about things you're passionate about. And again, you don't really have to talk about dollars and cents, but you mm. have to talk about money. Maybe yeah. you, you understand that. Absolutely.
0: And your podcast is excellent. So for any listeners out there that are interested in checking out the Money Tales podcast, we will leave a link in the show notes. Thank you, Melissa.
1: And I'll just add, talking about money for many people is hard, but once you build up the muscles, just like anything else in life, once you kind of go through the motions and you get used to it and kind of work through any discomfort that might be there, it becomes a lot easier. And yeah. we find that with clients all the time. And that was part of the impetus for starting the podcast because you're having all these wonderful, deep, meaningful money conversations with clients. And we were hearing things from them like, I'm so glad we have you. You're the only person I can talk to about this particular money topic or that particular money topic. So when Cammy and I were thinking about playing around with the podcast format, we thought, well, geez, it feels great when clients tell us that. But shouldn't everybody be able to talk about money with with all the important people in their life in addition to their financial advisors? And so it's been a really fun journey. We've had you on the podcast, Melissa. You have such a great story. And the feedback we get afterwards is all of our guests have a, a sense of new perspective and gratitude and feelings about money just by talking about it out loud, which is really exciting because in that recording session, it's just the conversation with me and Cammie and they don't get the benefit of even understanding how many listeners are are listening to the story afterwards. So we really love that ongoing sort of snowball effect of these stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that you you ladies talk so openly about money, and we definitely need to get that conversation going. I mean, I remember when I guested, you know, talking about my story about financial infidelity. I mean, that, you know, there's a lot of shame to carry with that topic. And, oh, I have to mention to you, my mother is mortified that I talk about this openly, right? So she's like, of all the things that you're going to be remembered for, does it have to be this? <laughs> and have you explored that with her? Absolutely. I mean, my mom, God bless her, and I know she's listening. And I love you, mom. She definitely has money stories of her own. But I find that generation is very—you know—they're—they're they're the generation that's least likely to talk about these topics, right? And—and and it's right. very. There's a lot of shame buried in money and other issues for sure. But the—the the feedback that I get from talking about my personal story from Everywhere from my generation to my kids who are gen zetters. And, you know, they're only, this is amazing that you're talking about this because nobody talks about this. And so many people suffer from these type of relationships with money and, you know, the shame, the fear, the guilt, the, the deceit, the, like, there's so many emotions that are tied to this. So, I mean, I openly share my story because I love to help people and help them understand that they're not alone in their journey and, you know, your mistakes don't define you and stuff. But I mean, the more people that
2: are getting the conversation going, it's absolutely the better, right? Absolutely. It makes something that can feel enormous, whether it's a money misstep, which you talked about, whatever it is, and maybe it's a knowledge gap. It can feel enormous if we're not talking about it, which I do know that was our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. Let's take down that enormous burden and make it really something that once you realize other people have similar thoughts doesn't mm-hmm. be it's no longer a big deal and that's something that's really important and and again we we have these conversations with our clients at Experient, and it's really fulfilling to have these breakthroughs and now we get to demonstrate experiences through the money tales conversations
0: Exactly. And it's so freeing when you let go of that, you know, dirty laundry or whatever you want to call it, right? You know, we we spend so much time, or at least I did when I was in that position, spend so much energy feeling the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment and stuff. But when you let that go and you forgive yourself and you learn how to create a more positive relationship with money and your spouses and whomever and, you know, just getting that better quality of life going, it is really freeing. Melissa, we think this is really important
1: for business owners and entrepreneurs. We work primarily with corporate executives, family business owners, and entrepreneurs. So we have a lot of firsthand knowledge of this. Our client conversations, and we've had many entrepreneurs like yourself on the podcast. And it's really amazing to see what happens when people can take their personal relationship with money, redefine it and get comfortable so that they're more focused on the business and being productive. And it it can remove any blocks they might have had around how to value the services that they're providing or or really work through important key points on the business side. So there is so much benefit to normalizing all of this and and really spending some time working through any challenges that might be there or any roadblocks on, on the money relationship
0: side. Exactly. And I love that. And I and what I talk to people to is like especially well business owners, your business can be your biggest financial asset. And knowing your numbers and becoming financially empowered. And it's not just about knowing the numbers in your business, but getting help from professionals like you ladies, where you can not only build the wealth in the business, but you transfer that to your personal net worth. And I mean, it's it's amazing what you can do with money
2: when you're managing it correctly, right? Lisa, you just touched on a really important topic about building your team. Yes. Building your team. It's Sometimes we think it's just the team that's in your business, but mm-hmm. your business is your life. So really build the team that's going to support you in a way that helps you achieve whatever goals you're trying to achieve.
0: Mm-hmm. So, when you say building your team, how do you advise clients on how to structure their teams? So,
1: we're, it, it sort of depends. We're mostly focused on the personal side of the client's life. So, a team would typically include Aspirian as their central advisor. Depending upon the complexity of the client, we might offer more of the team internally, but it includes whether it is an internal resource or an external expert, estate planning attorneys, tax professionals insurance brokers when insurance is a key part and, and certainly on the property and casualty side of things it is for some clients. Life insurance may or, or may not be part of the equation. It's thinking through expense management. Is it your best use of time to be running your own numbers for your personal life and this extends to the business life as well? Or is it better to, to partner with somebody who can take on that delegation. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great experts out there. And I'm thinking, Melissa, funly of the story you told about working with a mindset coach, right? That's someone who can be part of the mm-hmm. team. And the key for us when when we're helping clients assemble teams or working as part of the team is making sure that the team members are working collaboratively. We want to mm-hmm. make sure everybody is aligned around the client's vision. What are they trying to achieve? How do they work best? How do they like to communicate? What information are they looking for? Are they high level or are they very detailed? The team should be able to respond to all of that and help guide the client. And it should the team, an effective team, should be able to take time and mind mind focus off of the client so that the client can be focusing on what's more important to them.
0: Absolutely. This brings up a really important point though, where I always guide clients and listeners and whomever. It's great to have the finance professionals. They're absolutely needed on your team, but I always advise that it's not permission to check out of your finances. You are getting guidance and experience from finance professionals and the value in that advice is immeasurable. like it's, it's invaluable. But if you are just blindly handing over the decisions, you should not be doing that. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, Melissa. Yeah. Having partners to work with you and help you make the informed decisions is so important.
1: Yeah. And it's really interesting that you say that because I, th- I think through the work that we do in the families that we serve, where I think a lot of families fall short is that it's usually the generation that's creating the wealth that's having these conversations with the advisors. And they're not really thinking down the line of the rising generations and bringing them into those conversations as well. Because if there is going to be wealth or business that is going to be Handed down or passed down or transferred down or however it's going to happen. If it's going to remain in the family, it's really important to bring those rising generation members into these conversations too, so that they can get engaged and they Mm -hmm. know what's going on. But you're right. Checking out is not in anyone's best
0: interest. Absolutely. I mean, these are complex decisions and for sure you trust the professionals with them, but you need to understand what's, what's involved in it. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure.
2: Melissa, I know you're really passionate about educating your clients and it's mm-hmm. so important. We think about it all the time and there's so many different ways and people learn different ways. Some want the PowerPoint presentations. Some want to read a long, thick paper. Some want to have a conversation. And with Money Tales podcast, we're, we're now putting it in people's ears through stories. And I think a really important message to everybody is you, you should always be learning. You don't need to be the pro. That's what you've hired that's the, that's the expert for. Right. But always be learning. And it makes me think. About, you know, a number of our guests on Money Tales, one in particular, Joe Gagnon talked about hang out with really smart people. And as he said that, you're like, well, hmm, sometimes you can't always hang out with the smartest and the best and the brightest, but he reminded us that you can hang out through Ted talks, through YouTube, through books you read, through podcasts you listen to. And I, I love that message. That is such a really good point. Yeah, for sure. Because,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, especially during pandemic, I mean, we are coming out of the pandemic now, but I mean, a lot of us were not hanging out closely with our friends and such. But yeah, like, you know, it's it's what you're feeding your mind, body and soul, right? I love that.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I think back to when I was a young professional and I thought, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn and someday I'm going to know it all and I'm going to be great. (laughs) And I just learned all the technical aspects. Oh, Sandy, you're right. (laughs) I and laugh it, because I can relate. <laughs> right? I, I mean, right? You just like you're young, and I see, I see this in my kids. Like in my son, he's 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 a teenager, and it's just like he know, he's just getting it all down. He's going to know it all soon. But with the experience in life and, and within my career, I've really come to appreciate how much how important it is to always be learning. Oh, there's more to learn, and some of my favorite relationships with clients involve us both learning together. Mm. Not necessarily the same thing, but kind of both on a track of of learning something new and being able to check in with each other about yeah. that. I don't know if, if you've had that experience too, but it's so rewarding and it's Absolutely. really wonderful to check back and, and kind of look over your shoulder and see how far you've come and to set goals for where you want to go.
0: I agree. I mean, I've been in this profession for over two decades and I'm still always learning. And if I ever get to the point where I'm not learning, to me, that is just, I I don't even know how to describe that feeling. I would probably feel defeated for something like, (laughs) just like I need to constantly be learning to stay interested and excited about life, you know, regardless of whether I'm learning in finance, which I always learn every day, something new, but in life in general, right? You know, just, just being finance professionals isn't limited to finance of who we are. There's so much self education we can do for ourselves in terms of those soft skills that we need as finance professionals and just anything, right? It just makes life interesting. That's right. I've been on a quest recently with my team. We've been
1: reading a book about negotiation. I was just going to bring this up,
2: Sandy. (laughs)
0: That's a
1: good one. I'm like, Cammy, you got to read this. You got to read this. We're reading Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And it was recommended to me by a a, a professional colleague outside of our firm. And I thought, well, gosh, what does hostage negotiation have to do with wealth (laughs) management? But I got into the the book and it's just so interesting about empathy and about really listening to the other person and really understanding where they're coming from and understanding where you're coming from and really understanding this, the problems you're trying to solve for each other. And it yeah. reframed things for me. And I'm so excited to discuss the book with my team next month because I think there's a lot of benefits that having that awareness can bring to client conversations, especially in times of crisis, when emotions are running high. yeah. Because I'd be interested to know, Melissa, if you see this in your practice, when someone is freaking out about something, it's a really hard time to be making really thoughtful, long-term decisions, Yeah, right? It's yep. just, you want to be able to
0: diffuse those emotions and, exactly. and kind of figure out what's going on. And quite often you're dealing with emotions. I mean, like I've had so many clients cry in front of me. And just like, you know, you have to talk them through it. I mean, you know, we're not therapists, but we are there to be a confidant, right? So having those skill sets in place to help them through and having that empathy is super important. Bravo to you, because I think that's a big testament. If if people can come into
1: your work experience and really express their emotions, Mm -hmm. that's super, super important. Mm-hmm. And that comes up a lot in money conversations, it does. right? I mean, sometimes I, I I pause and say, "Well, we're not talking about money anymore. There's something yeah. else going on here." Isn't that yeah. so true, money Sandy. Money is just the symbol.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just you know, it's like diet and exercise and any sort of addiction issues.
2: Like you know, that that's the symptom. The root problem is the root problem, right? So I also yeah. appreciate that comment that Sandy, you brought up around that deep listening. So I think about your clients, Melissa, and listeners on this podcast being entrepreneurs and they're growing and scaling their business. Vision is one thing and, and executing on the strategy is, is really important, of course, but listening, really deep listening, whether you're listening to the, the, the customers, the employees, the partners, whomever else, really, truly listening and coming from a place of solving problems together not just solving your problem. I think it's really an important message. Absolutely. So this has been such a
0: great conversation. If there was one thing that you want listeners to take away from this conversation today, what would that be? Talk about money more. Absolutely. Get used to it. (laughs) It's fun. It can be fun.
1: It can laugh. It can make you cry. It can make you angry. It can make you feel ashamed. But if you talk through it, you can get to a really great
2: spot. I'm confident of that. So, so that's, that's my first takeaway. Love it. Melissa, mine would be share your stories. I think storytelling is a really powerful way to spread knowledge because it connects people to the emotions. And so share your stories. And in that for your, for business people, that's how you bring your brand to life. Mm-hmm. You tell the story of it. You, you, you don't just. Tell the value proposition. You bring the value pr- proposition to life through your stories. I love
0: that. Thank you so much for sharing those two points. Now I know listeners are going to want to reach out to you because you ladies are not only super smart in your profession, but you're also very empathetic. You know, you understand that money is a very complicated topic, you know, and there's going to be a lot of feelings and stuff. So when people reach out to
2: you, how can they find you? I'll start probably, this is Cammie, and probably best is LinkedIn. I find that this is just a great resource for all of us to connect. You can also email both Sandy and me through podcasts at Asperient.com. But again, LinkedIn might be the first place to start. And we will leave those links in the show notes. You can always learn more about us and our firm at aspirient.com, A S P-I-R-I-A-N-T dot com. And again, that will be in the show notes. Okay.
0: So thank you so much for coming on today and giving us such a different perspective on money and how important it is to talk about it and feel feel all the feels when it comes to money, right? So thank you very much for sharing your time with us today. Melissa, it's been a pleasure and thank
1: you for doing all the important work that you're doing and continuing to share your story and bringing it to the work you do with clients. That's really special. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Thanks for listening to the Business Society Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.